It's extremely likely that you either love HGTV or you know someone who does. Home and Garden TV is the cable channel that popularized the home renovation show. A low-stress spinoff from the reality show explosion in the early aughts, when cable executives became enamored by how cheaply they could make lots and lots of TV. Anyone who's actually done a home renovation can tell you that cheap is not exactly the right word for it, but in the world of TV production, a few hundred thousand each season is mere pennies. Some of cable TV's biggest hits are shows based around flipping houses. There is Flip or Flop, Masters of Flip, Flipping Vegas, Zombie House Flipping, Flipping Out, Flip This House, and Flip That House, just to name a few. House flipping is a potentially lucrative business, especially if you have an eye for design or are the least bit handy. One of HGTV's biggest shows was Fixer Upper, which ran for five seasons and turned its hosts Chip and Joanna Gaines into icons for a certain market of people. That show is also almost single-handedly responsible for shiplap, having taken over the walls of homes across the country, and for igniting the flame in millions of people's real estate dreams. Welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm John Forche, and on this episode, we see what it really takes to get into flipping homes and whether it's a good idea for real estate agents to pursue it. First of all, what does it mean to flip a house? At its most basic level, flipping houses just means buying a house for cheap, making it nicer, and then selling it for more than you already put into it. All three of those steps can have an enormous amount of variation, which is where a lot of flippers find the fun and the challenge. For a starter home, making it nicer might just mean some fresh paint and carpet. For a million dollar listing, it might mean knocking out a wall or adding a pool. Like all things real estate, the fun can be in the details, and the fact that every house is different in its strengths and potential. To help us dig in, Zach Levine is with us, content marketing specialist at the CE Shop. Hey, Zach, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, what does HGTV get wrong about home flipping? Um, obvious or not, they're not showing you the behind the scenes work. You know what the sausage looks like, but you don't know how it's made. Uh, that's the problem with these shows. You only see the effect, not the cause. And this can disillusion you or those getting into home flipping. Yeah, that, that is a good point. Uh, you just see the beautiful uh, end product. You don't see all the tears and sweat that went into it. So what should every agent know about flipping homes? Uh, the most important thing is you need to gain experience in order to make money. Uh, your first few homes, they need to be seen more like an investment in your education more than anything else. If you make money on your first few times, great. But if you barely break even or lose money, which is very possible, this is okay. Go on to the next house and you keep doing it. And the more you do it, the better you'll get and the larger your profit margins will be. Yeah, you can't really jump into the million dollar homes. So how does somebody first start with flipping homes? First thing I would tell them is research, research, research. Um, home flipping requires a large breadth of knowledge. And then once you gain a basic understanding of that, you'll need to budget utilizing the 70% rule. Uh, then secure financing and network with contractors. And then you can get going on your first house. Okay. And what is that 70% rule? 
Uh, the 70% rule of investing dictates that you should pay no more than 70% of the after repair value, which is the ARV, minus repair costs. For example, if the ARV on the listing is $200,000 and needs $50,000 in repairs, you should only pay $90,000. The way you get that, $200,000 times 70%, that gives you $140,000. Then you subtract the $50,000, that's $90,000. And it gives you about a 30% margin. The idea is that, obviously, to give you that profit margin, as well as any miscellaneous costs that might come in that you don't know about right now. Yeah, and hopefully with home appreciation values, you'll come out with even more than 30% profits. Yeah. So is being handy a requirement for building a profitable home flipping business? Absolutely not. Like instead you need to network with contractors who create great, but inexpensive work. Yes. If you're a master carpenter, sure. There's an advantage, but networking and creating lasting partnerships will get you a heck of a lot farther over time. Makes sense. So what regions are best for pursuing flipping homes? I would say right off the bat region is the most important thing than anything else, more than even the type of home. The best states for flipping home vary drastically. Um, I believe right now the top five states are Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Delaware, Connecticut for when it comes to profit margin. And a lot of that has to do with these are old states with tons of aging homes that need help. So, you know, there's less development going on. And with less development, you have less new homes. So, of course, there's that opportunity for flipping new homes and making and renovating. Now, that being said, every state has their opportunities. Um, But then you think about other places like Boise City and Austin. You might want to avoid those places because there's tons of development going on right now. It's a very fast growing cities and there's not as much room for the home flipping sub industry. Um, One other caveat I would also mention is that I would strongly suggest investing in homes near city centers, Uh, whether that's midtown Atlanta or downtown Littleton, Colorado. You decrease risk immensely when you renovate near areas people frequent often. However, with that decrease in risk, so too diminishes your profit margins. Yeah, makes sense. So, Zach, do you think now is a good time to start flipping? Absolutely. Uh, COVID, no COVID, alien invasion, lizard people exploding from the ground, whatever it is, people need homes. They need to live. They need a place to be. So there's always going to be a risk with flipping, but you shouldn't let COVID-19 stop you from pursuing your dreams. All right. Well, thanks, Zach. Thank you. After the break, we list out the steps that can lead you to an incredible side business flipping homes. You've watched hundreds of hours of home flipping reality shows and you're ready to dive right in. You're listening to this show and now you're curious about getting your real estate license. After all, it could save you a lot of money on fees you'd otherwise be paying out to some other real estate agent. If you're doing all the hard work buying, renovating, and listing that house, shouldn't you also be the one pocketing those fees and seeing this race through to the finish line? Become licensed online with the CE Shop and save 25% on your real estate education with promo code SHOPTALK. A good deal in flipping homes can make you a lot of money. As a real estate agent, you're already familiar with the concept of one great deal making your month or even your year, And it's the same with house flipping. Buy something for 50K, spend 50K fixing it up, and then sell it for 400K? That's a great day. But most people who flip homes don't often see those kinds of returns. The 70% rule is an oft-quoted starting point for home flippers that's basically an easy way to ensure that you hang on to that extra 30% for your own profits, or for any other costs that may arise as they so often do in real estate deals. 
Beginner flippers can often get caught up in the nice-to-haves, forgetting that they're not renovating their own house, but rather one they're specifically going to sell to someone else. The 70% rule can make it easier to not lose sight of the fact that you're going for profitability and not your personal dream kitchen or bathroom. Many flipping shows on HGTV will feature the cost breakdown of a property. They simplify it a lot, but it's impossible to talk about flipping without including at least some numbers. If you hate math, flipping may not be for you, or at least you might want to get a partner who really likes making pricing sheets. To get started in house flipping, you first have to determine how much money you can comfortably work with. As Zach said, not every market is an ideal candidate for flipping, and if you only have $50,000 to get started, then flipping in San Francisco is going to be a big challenge. You can break down the neighborhoods of your chosen area by median house price, then start with the lowest rung on the ladder and work your way up. You may think that the best approach is to tackle the lowest income neighborhood first, since that's where your minimal renovation effort could go the farthest, but buying in an unsavory part of town brings its own risks. If you do it right, it'll be obvious that you're putting a lot of work into the house, and that brings risks of break-ins. Insurance will also be more expensive on a home in an area with higher crime. Once you have your area determined, you need a business plan. You might scoff at the term business plan. It's so corporate and exactly the opposite of the free-spirited entrepreneur you aim to be with your new flipping endeavors. But there's a reason business plans are so vital. They keep you on track. Your plan should consist of budgets, timelines, and scope. Otherwise, your first flip will become a money pit with no end in sight, and you'll have to retire there instead of selling it for a tidy profit. Speaking of budgets, you'll need to find financing. If you're independently wealthy and can fund this whole venture out of your own pocket, that's great. But for the rest of us, there are bridge loans. These have much higher fees than your average home loan, but that doesn't matter because you'll be sticking to your projected timeline and should only have a few payments on the loan before you pack up and sell the place. Keep in mind that during the renovation, time really is money. Each month that goes by means that you're spending more on your loan payments, utilities, taxes, and insurance. It's another reason why creating a sensible timeline in your business plan and actually sticking to it is absolutely crucial. If you don't want to go the loan route, you could seek private money lenders. Maybe you've got a buddy who wants to make a short-term return on his investment while helping you build out your flipping dreams. At this point, you have to assemble your team. Again, if you've got the skills to tear down the walls and put up new ones all by yourself, then power to you, but even Chip and Joanna Gaines have a team of experts to make their plans a reality. Great home flippers have a team of contractors, electricians, plumbers, carpenters, roofers, and the like to help them get the actual work done. Again, sticking to your budget and timeline are crucial elements, and networking to find the best team to work with can really streamline your flipping business. When undergoing any renovations, it's important to be strategic. Nowadays, big kitchens and bathrooms are all the rage, but maybe they don't make sense in your particular house. Losing a bedroom so you can add a master closet or add a tub to the bathroom might be a great idea, but pricing everything out and paying attention to market trends can always steer you in the right direction. Most advice for assembling a flipping team includes one crucial element that you've already got a leg up on, the real estate agent. This is where home flipping makes a lot of sense when you're already a licensed agent because you can be your own realtor. This can help as you use the MLS to find candidates to flip, but it's even more crucial during the final and most fun stage of the whole process, 
selling the home. You can save yourself three to three and a half percent on agent fees for every transaction, and that money really adds up. This also means you're still intimately involved with whatever may come up in the inspection or buyer stipulations, which is perfect because you're the one who knows this renovated house inside and out. Who better to discuss the particulars of the sale? It's definitely possible to make gobs of money with flipping homes, but it's also possible to lose a lot of money if you let the renovations get out of hand or your market values take a nosedive. There has been much written about how flippers and real estate investors may have helped make the housing bubble that led to the 2008 financial crisis. There's also the concern of many that flipping leads to gentrification. Gentrification is generally a bad word in any city, a word that leads to lots of new Starbucks and Trader Joe's coming to town at the expense of those who have lived in the area for a long time. They get outpriced, pushed out, and with many major cities becoming more gentrified and more expensive to live in, there's often nowhere for these native residents to go. It's a complicated issue that we won't attempt to tackle here, but know that flipping homes doesn't necessarily make you a part of the problem. You're taking a house with some issues, fixing those issues, and then selling it to someone who had the cash and didn't want to solve those issues for themselves. In a perfect world, you wouldn't be going into the rundown parts of town anyway, and would be snagging the neglected eyesores in an otherwise great neighborhood. As with all aspects of real estate, succeeding in home flipping requires patience, an intimate knowledge of the market, and a bit of luck. Having a great team in place can help you skirt past many problems and starting small before tackling the big projects can take you down the road to home flipping glory. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the talk, you can subscribe to us and review us on your podcast player of choice. Shop Talk is a production of the CE Shop.